do you know what's annoying? Other than the priest teaching you new chants, do you know what's annoying? Name dropping. Name dropping is that thing where someone makes himself seem important by talking about famous people he has met, almost as if he is best friends with them. Yeah, okay, sure. Dude, do you know what you actually did? You shook the guy's hand. Like once. Do you feel important now? Does that somehow make you feel better about yourself? Is it so important to feel superior to everyone else that you have to tell us that story over and over and over again? Seriously. So anyway, on a completely unrelated note, today is the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, which means that everything I'm going to talk about today I learned from my Doctrine of God professor at Mundelein Seminary, a guy whose name was Bishop Robert Barron. Only about 20% of you are appreciating the comedic payoff of that long setup, but I promise you it's totally worth it. All right, moving on. The Trinity is an incredibly difficult concept. How can God simultaneously be both one God and three persons? This is a great mystery of our faith that we will never completely understand. But even if we cannot arrive at complete understanding, there are some theological explanations that help us to come close. The most compelling approach that I have found was given to the Church by St. Augustine, and given to me by Bishop Robert Barron. And that is to begin with the novel Christian statement that God is love. Note that the statement is, God is love, not God has love, or God is loving meaning that we are not talking about some feeling God has or some behavior he exhibits. We are talking about the very nature of God, the definition of who God is. In order for God to be love, he must contain within himself, as part of who he is, everything that is necessary for love to exist. And what is necessary for love to exist? Love requires a lover, a beloved, and the act of love itself. The lover, of course, is necessary because love is a choice, not a feeling. And so there must be someone who chooses to love. The beloved is necessary because love cannot be oriented toward nothing. We must always love Something. Finally, the act of love itself is necessary because even when there is a lover and a beloved, the choice still has to be made to love instead of, say, to hate or to ignore or to bully or whatever. An interesting note here about the beloved. Theoretically, the thing receiving the love could be an impersonal impersonal object or a person. But there is a major difference between the two. When the beloved is an object, it cannot appreciate or return the act of love. But when the beloved is a person, the beloved is affected and changed by that act of love. 
and the beloved often reflects that act of love back to the lover. The act of love becomes itself dynamic and alive. This brings us back to the Trinity. If God is love, then he must have within himself, as part of his essential being, all three aspects of love. The lover, the beloved, and the bond of love. And as Christians, we name these the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Remember, these are persons of the Trinity which is another way to say relationships operative within the one God. We are not speaking of three separate gods, since this is an impossibility. There can only be one almighty creator of the universe. Ultimately, then, what we are saying is that this one true God, at the core of his being, is a self-sustaining relationship of love. Whereas we humans need other humans in order to have a relationship, God is able to exist as a relationship all by himself, because he is simultaneously the lover, the beloved, and the act of love itself. All right, so that is some pretty heavy theology. But rather than give you a break, I am going to double down with some more theology because that's what Bishop Barron would do. Just, it's the joke that keeps paying off. It's beautiful. In case you have not heard me say it yet, the goal of the Christian life is unity with God. But the one God in whom monotheists believe is completely transcendent. He is infinite, he is perfect, he is outside of creation, And he does not need us for anything. Even when we say that God is love, he is not love because we love him or because he loves us. He is love by himself. He was love before the creation of the universe, and he would continue to be love even if our world passed away. So how can we have any sort of unity with the God who is infinitely outside the world he created? The answer is Jesus. When the second person of the Trinity, the Beloved, took upon himself a human nature in addition to his divine nature, he created a bridge between the divine and the human. Rather than a God who is infinitely apart from us, We now have a God who is also human. And because our God is also human, we can unite ourselves to his humanity, and in so doing, participate in his divinity. Jesus is a bridge. Unity with Jesus allows us to have unity with God. Unity with Jesus makes us part of the Trinitarian relationship of perfect love. When we are baptized and united with Jesus, we become members of the beloved second person in the Trinitarian relationship, 
infinitely loved by the Father, and perfectly infused with the act of love, which is the Holy Spirit. This is what St. Paul means when he says that we received a spirit of adoption through whom we cry, Abba, Father. When he says that we become children of God, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Everything that is given to Jesus is now given to us also. We receive everything given to the Beloved. Now, once again, because this is important, God is the perfect and infinite loving relationship of lover, beloved, and living act of love. When we unite ourselves to Jesus through his humanity, through his example, through his cross, through the sacraments, when we unite ourselves to Jesus, we stand alongside the beloved, receiving the infinite love of the Father through the perfect living act of love, which is the Holy Spirit. My friends, for the love of all that is good and holy, be beloved. Accept the gift of your baptism. Accept the infinite love of the Father in your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you. Unite yourself to Jesus through prayer in the Mass, through acts of self-sacrifice. Be forgiven in confession. Be strengthened with the Eucharist. The closer you become to Jesus, the more you will feel in your own life the powerful truth that God is love and you are children of God.